and it was about Waterbury using 24-7 tutoring to try to address some of the deficiencies, you know, with their students and their test scores. And a lot of this is sort of a post-pandemic response. And, you know, the article has a lot of data and a lot of our cities are struggling. A lot of our kids are struggling. I have three teenagers. I, I understand it's not just social, emotional, it's also academic. And some of the statistics for Waterbury are, are pretty stunning. According to the current 80% of the district's 18,600 public school students are classified as high needs. And that's someone who's uh, an English language learner, a student with disability, student eligible for free or reduced lunch. Statewide, for, for context, it's, it's just over 51%. So the district, you know, has challenges. I mean, and, and you know, Verna Ruffin is the superintendent of schools in Waterbury, and she joins us now on Brian & Company. Verna, good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I thought we would talk for a few minutes before we take a break since you were on hold. And, I, you know, I don't know if I've had the opportunity to speak with you. So I thought I would. There's a bunch of different things to talk about. And I'll just arrive instead of just throwing a lot of these stats out. And I think I'd like to talk about chat GBT as well. But I, I wanted to ask you where because I think this is a great idea. And that's the reason why I wanted to bring you on initially is not to highlight all the struggles that Waterbury is having, but talk about this response, because I think it's a really good one. Can you talk about the gen? So right now, I think it's Varsity Tutors is the provider and students can access tutoring anytime they want. That's correct? That is correct. And um, it, it really came out of responses that we um, and, and hearing student voices even before the pandemic. Uh, and certainly during the pandemic, when students were saying they were struggling, but sometimes, um, you know, they weren't getting timely tutoring, you know, like or timely assistance for homework or the long-term assignment that they were going to have. And the way the students phrase it to me, it's like school might end at 3 o'clock, but we might not be doing our homework until much later and we need help. And, uh, and so um, with the, the, the opportunity to respond to that, especially over the last couple of years and, and this year, uh, we were able to partner with Varsity Tutors, which provides 24-7 access to our students in all content. So first of all, do I call you doctor? Do you go by doctor? I, I do. Okay, sorry about that. I'm fine with that. Um, so, Dr. Ruffin, tell me, how, how do you pay for it? We are using our um, ARP ESSER funds to pay for this. Okay. And so is there a way, because I, I mean, before I get into, you know, sort of any outcomes and so on and so forth, is there a way to keep this, if it works out well, to keep it going, not necessarily in perpetuity, but to keep it going? Yes. Um, what we're doing now, and especially since we have implemented several new um, resources for our students and our staff, we want to evaluate the effectiveness of each one. And our desire is to continue to do that and maintain it after those funds are um, no longer available to us, because then we'll be able to do where are our where is our money making the most effect for our students. Right. So a couple questions here. One is, how much is it being utilized? Um, it's being utilized quite a bit. And when I say that, I mean that I expect that it's going to 
even increase uh, after uh, our next kickoff, which is going to be this month. But right now we have about 544 students that have access sessions. Uh, and uh, six of those sessions have been conducted in Spanish. Um, you know, the, the top five um, subjects are, of course, math and uh, English. And uh, we have uh, 37 students that have submitted essays to be critiqued through the system. So I would say for the time that we've implemented it, this is pretty good. So there's a say kids at home at nine o'clock and, 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 and access it. And then it sort of cues some tutor somewhere in the world who comes on live to talk to them. Yes. To actually help them in real time. Wow. So they, they could be like sleeping or eating dinner and they got to put it down and they go and then they help the kid and then they go back. They must have like these sort of freelance people all over the place that, that are on call at all hours. I imagine that the way one of the ways to judge it, I mean, the, one of the statistics in, in the article was that uh, the target performance index for each subject is 75, but it's, it's just over 50 percent in ELA, over 47 percent in science and 42 percent in math in Waterbury. Will you judge progress based on whether those numbers go up? I'll judge progress by the growth factor um, and the achievement, because what you're referring to is achievement. I would judge it by both of those and the accessibility of our students to receive assistance so that they're not frustrated. Listen, do you mind sticking around for another minute or two while we get a quick check of traffic and then we'll continue the conversation? Sure. Okay, we're talking with Dr. Verna Ruffin, the superintendent of Waterbury Public Schools. Another thing I want to ask Dr. Ruffin is, you know, she's been a leader in education in other parts of the country. I'm just curious how things compare here to those parts of the country. But we're talking about this initiative to bring all-access tutoring to the students in the district. It's Varsity Tutors is the name of the company, 24-7. It's available to the students. Um, just in general, taking a step back, I mean, how has the school year been for your city so far this year? Well, the school year has um, been surprisingly going well. And when I say surprisingly going well, we started off the school year with over 200 teachers short. Wow. So I, 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 I commend all of our teachers and administrators for making the school year open in such a, a fashion that we're, we're actually very, very pleased with the, the, the ability to band together during this um, national crisis because it's a national shortage of teachers. So from that standpoint, it, it is going very well. Um, uh, from the challenging standpoint of we're still 200 teachers short, it still remains a challenge. Um, you know, when, when teachers assume additional responsibilities and duties as a result of that shortage, yeah. um, it does take its toll. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, but, the teacher-student ratio, we're talking with Kate Diaz from CEA. I mean, that just means bigger classrooms, which means harder to serve the kids. I mean, that, that's, that's the hard part of the, the teacher shortage is you end up with a, a student-to-teacher ratio that's really, it's not untenable, but it's difficult. Yeah, and then in our situation, it's not only that the classrooms are larger, because for some teachers it's not larger, but, uh, but for some teachers they're teaching additional classes during the day. Okay. So their planning period might have might no longer exist, um, or maybe two periods if the teacher has the um, two planning periods or, or two periods that could now 
uh, have students that they originally did not have because they were departments here. Mm-hmm. So all of those things have weighed into how we've been able to disperse our students in such a way that the majority, not all, but the majority of them have a certified teacher. We're talking with Dr. Werner Ruffin, who's the superintendent in Waterbury Public Schools here on Bryan and Company. What I find really interesting, I mean, you've been doing this job for some five years now, but you've done a similar job or the job in other parts of the country. Uh, I don't know if they've been urban, rural, or suburban necessarily, but how how is this community that you serve now in this part of the country, can you give some relative, like comparative to like what it's like in the other places you've worked? Yes, my my career fortunately has spent many many decades, and yes, I've been fortunate enough to work in in several states. Uh, and uh, one of the and I've worked in um, highly affluent urban districts as well as in urban districts. I think the last fifteen or, or so years have been in urban districts, and I find that to be challenging. And certainly, by comparison, from a suburban district to an urban district, significantly more challenging in urban, but very much uh, rewarding because you're impacting an entire community. Um, how I find it different, I think that I am exceptionally um, fortunate to have such a strong board of ed. Um, that's not common all over the place. And uh, so my board, uh, the mayor, my staff are extremely um, committed to the work that we're doing, regardless of how challenging it is. That's a significant difference in, in, um, in where I am now, as opposed to perhaps how it is in some of the other states that I've worked in. Um, so I don't take that for granted. You know, just um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, um, no. no that, that's, that's fine. Funding. Uh, funding uh, remains a challenge uh, here, and uh, d- d- dependable funding that you can rely on every year to be able to not only create your budget, but to also sustain some of the high-quality programs that you need uh, in a district. You know, I'm just curious, you know, uh, when it comes to the, you know, Connecticut's strange because, you know, the cities, they're they're smaller um, but they have big city challenges as well, and there's a ton of wealth in Connecticut too. I mean, when it comes to like Waterbury or some of the urban environments, are the challenges are they economic? Are they nuclear family related? Like, is there a pattern to what these kids are facing, you know, on a daily basis? Well, significantly, um, um, you're right. There are tremendous resources in Connecticut, um, but some of the uh, the deepest poverty lies in Waterbury and, and similar urban districts. I think there are four other similar um, economically and, uh, and challenged districts from the state of Connecticut, but certainly Waterbury would be one of the most needy I see. Um, and so that uh, our students face all of the challenges that, that children face across the nation and just exacerbated as a result of high poverty um, sometimes it's the, um, you know, the quality of life or the living conditions of families, uh, a, you know, a tremendous desire to be just as successful as children anywhere else in the world, right. from what I see, but not necessarily all of the resources that some other, um, some other areas have. Well, I, resources in terms, not just money, but access to um, some of the, the even amusement 
that other areas might have that might not be prevalent here. Right. Well, listen, I hope the tutoring helps the kids, most importantly, and if it works, I hope it continues. Dr. Ruffin, we appreciate the time. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Verna Ruffin, the superintendent of schools in Waterbury.